I'd like to speak to you about anxiety. A lot of people suffer from anxiety and anxiety can affect us in loads of different ways. Um, it is actually quite a normal part of your life to experience some anxiety at different times. Um, it's just when it becomes too much for your normal life that you, you know, you can do something about it, but you can still assess different types of anxiety and you can go through various different ways of of assessing how you're feeling, the situation that you're in, what triggers it off. Um, and rather than avoiding those, dealing with the anxiety that comes up and then um, finding ways to balance that out and keep yourself calm. And it's really coping mechanisms. So sometimes, obviously, you know, you might be afraid of making a speech or you might have, um, you know, anxiety about meeting someone. But when um, they become um, all consuming and then you start to not be able to do stuff, that's when you need to sort of address them. So one of the things that you can start doing is looking at um, where what the triggers are. So you can sort of write these down. Um, so if you get yourself a pen and a piece of paper, if you're suffering from anxiety, you can sort of have a look uh, what is actually triggering you off so that you can deal with them. And there are a number of methods that you can use to deal with anxiety. And I might go into more in, in further podcasts because this is one of my specialisms and, and it's, you know, there are so many tools out there these days that, you know, it's just a matter of what what you decide to use and obviously if you need extra help then you may want to go and see a therapist um, either a hypnotherapist or a, a CBT person health in mind you know there, there's a number of different places that you can go to get help with this but there are certain things that you can do so first of all I would you know there are some coping mechanisms so we'll speak about those later things that you can do when you're feeling anxious to calm your body and your mind down and um, there are ways to assess what's happening so that you can deal with it and get rid of it um, and there are ways to you know notice what's happening and then deal with it so one thing I would say is, first of all, um, if you're not suffering from it right this second and you're trying to um, work out ways to deal with these things, then you look at the situations that um, bring up that anxiety and make a note of them. They're often interlinked um, and you can assess your mood. You know, how, how are you feeling before what the situation was and how you were feeling during the anxiety and then when that faded away and, um, you know, you uh, weren't anxious anymore. So you can notice um, the situation, your moods and what physical sensations and reactions you're getting. Um, so you might have a racing heart or your palms might sweat or you just might feel a bit sick or, you know, whichever one comes for you. And make a note of where that is located in your body, because there are some NLP techniques that you can use to sort of move that around and change it. And in fact, anxiety can be like a balancing side of excitement. So there's like a positivity you know, you can go from being anxious to excited and, and there's they're very, very similar feelings in your body. So that's something to make a note of. So when did you, you know, where do you notice it in your body? What would others say about you? Um, what emotions did you feel at the time? Uh, how intense has it been? You know, and what happened where? Who were you with and how did it happen? So you're trying to assess what it is that's triggering you off, what it is that you can deal with or, you know, um, 
consider when you're moving through from that anxiety into a place of dealing with the anxiety and having it not control your life. Um, obviously, like I said, there's some coping mechanisms while you're in experience anxiety, but we're, we're assessing, we're assuming that this is after the event and that you're looking at what happened. So you're trying to find out what was going through your mind, what was disturbing you, um, the thoughts and the images and memories, um, you know, what do they actually mean to you? Uh, what are you saying to yourself in your head? What is your little voice in your head saying to you? And try and make a note of these. You know, you might not remember them when you're not in that anxious state, but do your best and see what you can find. And then you can see what buttons, you know, what triggers is it pressing for you? Is it something someone said to you? Is it a, a situation? Is it, you know, with a group of people? Is it when you're on your own? And what you're trying to do is find out what it is that's triggering you. And then you've got to, you know, you can do something. It's like a risk assessment. So you can and think about what's the worst thing can happen, but also what's the best thing that can happen, and then the most likely, which is in between the two. So you're starting to uh, get a bit of balance on what you're actually thinking about and how you're dealing with the situation. So we might be thinking, you know, that something is quite a big disaster, but actually it might have a silver lining to it, and you're you're trying to find ways of coping with it but you're also trying to find ways to look differently at it um, it's it's the way you change your thinking and and the voice in your head so you're trying to assess you know are you overestimating the danger so if you know if you start off thinking the worst that can happen would be you know, i'm going to die this is going to take you know take over and i'm just going to die and then the best thing is that everything goes absolutely fantastically and and it works out 100% perfectly. And then you're trying to find that balance in the middle of what actually is likely to happen. So you're trying to regulate your thinking so that you, you bring it down to what's most likely to happen and, and what's, what you can deal with. Um, so are you underestimating your ability to cope? You know, even if that worst thing happened, could you cope with it? Most people can cope with a lot of things. You know, even we we, ha we adapt to situations. We're human beings. We adapt. You know, people adapt to war and famine and all sorts of things. So people adapt. And that is a skill of being a human being. So you're trying to decide really whether it's um fact or whether it's just an opinion, whether it's a thought in your head or whether it's real. And there are lots and lots of different ways to do this. So start thinking um, and assessing how how you're thinking about it. And that can sometimes, you know, literally help it disappear, because when you realise that you're over overestimating what's going to happen, you know, the worst thing that's going to happen and underestimating, you know, your ability to cope, you can actually realise that, you know, you're not you can bring that anxiety under control. But if you are in that situation, you can stop and take a breath. Now, your body goes into like fight, flight and freeze. So you you get anxious and if you know your body prepares for it. And a lot of the sensations people get in the body is one of those three things. So it's, you know, fight, flight or freeze. So if you just take a deep breath in and start to breathe slowly and force yourself to breathe, you know, sort of on in in for like four seconds hold for a second and then out for four seconds what that does is your body can then 
it begins to think that it's not in a fear situation, so it's not preparing for a, a big fight. Um, and what would you say to someone that was in that situation? You know, what's the bigger picture? Is there a different way of seeing it? And what advice would you give to someone else in that situation? And um, what what would be the consequences of, of that action? You know, do what works and, you know, try it. You, you might be able to diffuse the situation. You might be able to distract yourself from the situation. And that's when you're right in, in the moment. Um, so you can breathe deeply. You can keep your head steady, but move your eyes upwards as if you're looking to the sky chimney top looking you know look at the roofs but keep your head still and and what that does is it 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 stops you accessing your emotions because when we access our emotions we automatically look down and that's the most standard way of accessing our emotions and if you stop doing that and you look up and keep your head steady but just raise your eyes up as if you're trying to look at your eyebrows uh, or the roof you know the tops of the roof or the sky what you'll find is it's much much harder for you to actually get um, into that downward spiral of anxiety um, so you're doing your breathing techniques, you're think, trying to think about things in a different way and like doing a risk assessment on, you know, how how much that is realistic about the, the worst case scenario and how much you're underestimating how you can cope. And then what you what you start to do is you really start to get focused in on the triggers and how to deal with each of those things and then you can move on to other techniques um you know if it's a, a phobia that's a different thing there are lots and lots of tools that you can use for phobias and anxiety as well so it really does depend on where you are and what you're doing um, and what you're able to do so you can do different techniques, but the breathing, slowing your, your breathing rate down will definitely help you. Um, and also you could cup your hands. You know, if you're in a situation where you can't openly do various things, breathing is a very good way of controlling it. And if you just gently cup your hands around your nose, and your mouth, so you're rebreathing the carbon dioxide that you're breathing out, that can also help calm you down just temporarily so you don't do it for all all the time but you just do it just to get your breathing under control and then you can start to think a bit straighter because what happens is when we're when we're in fight flight and freeze you know our brain is directing oxygen to different parts of your body and and you're not really necessarily thinking as straight as you can you might be thinking about running very fast or you might be thinking about doing other things but you're you're sort of your brain fogs up really because it's focusing on the physical escape. So these are a couple of things that you can do for anxiety. Um, I, I'm going to do some more on anxiety because um, obviously phobias and things are quite commonplace, but they're so easy to sort of change. You you have to just you know think about different ways of doing stuff. You know if you're visual, but but going back to when you're in that moment. If, for example, you've got a feeling um, of anxiety in the pit of your stomach, just, you know, sometimes people feel it in the chest, stomach, all, all sorts of places people feel it. So assess where that is and then very, very gently in your in your imagination, just imagine moving that sensation. You know, if it's spinning, just gently try and spin it the other way. See if that helps. If it makes it better, 
continue if it makes it worse then you you stop that if you then move it to a different part so if you feel it in your chest imagine it moving just to your shoulder and and just start playing with these feelings so that you're beginning to get back control over how you think about things so what you're doing is you're moving the sensations if if you get a sense of a color you know change that color so if you know if you think of something like red or black or something like that and and then just change it to like a yellow or a blue or something that makes it feel much calmer for you um if you find yourself with images in your mind's eye then you can sort of pretend that you've got like a television set and you can take the color out of stuff and turn the dial down so it's not as bright and there's a number of different things that you can do to change the way you think about things and to change and reduce the amount of anxiety that you've got and these are just using tools that you know that are out there and and quite easy to access so the first thing i would say is that you think about um what's causing the the anxiety what situations you're in what kind of mood you had before during and after if there are any physical sensations or reactions that you're getting if there's unhelpful thoughts or images in your mind um and then try and get an you know an alternative a, a more balanced aspect of it um and then there's some distraction and other techniques that you can use and and just see you know how that affects you there's something called EFT emotional freedom technique and that can you know when you're not in that situation you can use that to bring the anxiety down um but you can actually use it during that situation as well So I know this is only a, touched on the subject really but uh, hopefully everything that um you've heard something will stick out and will be able to help you just small little tips even just as simple as looking upwards and taking your breathing getting your breathing un- under control can really help with anxiety and they can take the edge off so hopefully those things will help you some little top tips let me know what you think and um have a lovely day 